0: Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to the Nerd Association podcast from the WBNS
1: FM studios in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, Mark Finch. And I'm your other host, Daniel Barnett. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Chops. Happy holidays to you. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah, Merry Christmas. You
0: can say both. <laughs> you but can you happy can say, holidays. Yeah, it happy Kwanzaa. Includes everything.
1: You can say uh, gracious candle nights. You know, whatever, whatever you're feeling. And uh, and happy holidays to all you listeners out there. And thanks for uh, giving us another great year here at Nerd Association. We're in the holiday spirit. We've got our we've got our funky sweaters on. We've got our uh, our mugs of of hot cocoa steaming in front of us mm. did i tell you i got Ageddon? i don't know what that is
0: so whamageddon is the game you can play every december between the start of december and midnight christmas eve which turns into christmas and you have to avoid hearing whams Wham. last christmas gotcha. you can hear covers any sort of remix but if you hear the the true one with george michael you lose and i was playing with fire because i like to listen to christmas music and i heard it uh like two weeks ago. I, I didn't get very far
1: this year. What's funny is I was going to make a joke about, oh, is it when someone wakes you up before they go go, and in fact that is what the, <laughs> that is the wham you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> okay, anywho. So yeah, yeah. Well, here we are. Uh because you know, we talked we've talked about my dis my distaste for many of the trappings of the holiday season. But I have one <laughs> holiday tradition that you you cannot get through a Christmas year around me without me talking about and or watching. So, <clears throat> Chops, what do you think of when I say, don't worry, Lumpy, your dad will be home in time for Life Day? It's it's funny because the setup is, it seems fine. The
0: setup for it seems like something that would work. But when you really sit down and think about the the Star Wars holiday special what were they thinking? It's a variety show that's based around a made up life day holiday. That is sort of the, the stand in for Christmas in, I guess the, is it across the, their galaxy or is it the Wookiee world or whatever it is either way?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're, you're already getting a little farther into the, 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 the weeds of thinking than they were when they started.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, cause that's what it is. It seems like, Star Wars is really popular. Let's just make a holiday special around it and we'll we'll work in their stuff enough. Yeah. But it's really just a variety show based around holiday stuff.
1: Yeah. So uh, I want to so we are talking about the Star Wars holiday special which is infamous among Star Wars fans. It's something that if you ever interview an actor with Star Wars, one from one of the original Star Wars films, if you bring it up they're going to tell you to cut tape. I mean literally there is footage out there of like Anthony Daniels, who plays C three PO, and Carrie Fisher being like, "Cut! Can't <laughs> we can't have this interview if you're going to ask me about that?" Uh, Harrison Ford once went into one of his like marijuana fueled stupors when someone asked him about it. it was just like, uh, "I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that." Harrison at all. Ford being grumpy. What yeah, exactly? So for those of you who are not in the know, the Star Wars holiday special was produced and aired on November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight. For to my knowledge, it it was on the air exactly one time. If you want to watch it, you have to uh, go find a bootleg of it somewhere on the internet, which is how I have it. I have a like an MP4 file that I downloaded when I was in college. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, that yeah. That uh, you. Can't. I know
0: it's 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 pretty hard to find. I was actually able to find it on YouTube.
1: I mean, nowadays um, you can find it on YouTube, but I'm just saying, like back in the day. You either had to get a VHS copy of it from somebody who had taped it off of TV or in the advent of digital media, you had to get a you had to get a download, a file of it. You didn't just go out and find it on a streaming service or anything like that. Um, Nowadays, yes, you can find. I was going to say it's not just
0: something they want to ignore, but there's like an old TV urban legend that in a I, you know, I looked this up in my research that George Lucas once said in an interview. Who knows if this is fully true, but this is what the quote is supposedly If I had the time and a sledgehammer, I would track down every copy of that show and smash it.
1: Yep. So it's worth noting, just to throw like CBS was the original, you know, displayer of the Star Wars Holiday Special. They have never, again, to my knowledge, they've never aired it since. You can't go out and buy it on, like, you know, on DVD or whatever. You have Mm. to, you have to find it some other sort of sneaky way. And if you go and watch it, even on YouTube it's got all the original commercials from 1978. Like you can tell it was taped off of TV and this is the only way it exists. So it's, it's kind of, then after you watch it, you get a phone
0: call and it says (laughs) you're going to die in seven days.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things that has become, it has gained its own cult following because there is this sort of mystique in an era where you can go and find almost anything online, um, on a streaming service or, or, you know, whatever, this is something you actually have to track down or or historically you've had to kind of track down. And I would say even the copy that's up on YouTube, it that you might have found more recently, I bet it's probably not the same one as last year. Like, I think I think yeah. Disney goes after that. Um, the, and you will notice, by the way, for all the things that they have put on. The you know on Disney Plus. In fact, I think there's like there are other television spinoffs. I believe you can go watch like the Ewok movies and things are on on Disney Plus, which we are that's a different episode where we can talk about the Ewoks having their own. I think straight to TV movies or straight to <laughs> VHS movies, but in any case, notably they it's it's absent. And so yes, the story goes that children wander back in time with me to 1977, when Star Wars was not an episode four or an episode anything. Uh, It was just Star Wars (laughs) and without any sort of other subtitle. And it was in a time of like super gritty, morally gray thrillers. Like the late 70s has all these great films that are known for you know, being really ambitious and and really dark and and having you know you don't have clear heroes and villains. Star Wars is a science fantasy, good versus evil story, like straight out of you know based on Flash Gordon and Samurai films. It is like nothing else that's out out there, and people don't think this movie is going to do very well, <laughs> and so. They you know the, George Lucas puts a lot of his own money behind producing this, and no one knows that at this moment that it's going to be this big hit you they They had to convince theaters to run it by make like by requiring like if you want this other movie, I think it's like beyond the stroke of midnight or something. you've never heard of it, <laughs> right but it was anticipated. They're like, if you want that, you also have to run Star Wars Fox this you know uh, what wow. would become 20th Century Fox.
0: And how much that's changed now where Disney requires you, if you
1: want Star Wars, you've got to run it for
0: a certain amount of your screens for right. a certain amount of time and stuff. It's completely different it yeah, I mean, now.
1: Exactly. They, they had, you, you know, they had to basically blackmail them to run Star Wars. So Star Wars debuts and it's this colossal hit. And because it's such an unexpected hit, 1977 holiday season rolls around and their toy manufacturers aren't prepared (laughs) that you can't go out and buy star Wars merchandise because they haven't had time to get into production. So much so that that first year, a lot of people were buying vouchers, IOUs for star Wars toys for their kids for Christmas. And it was like, you can mail in this voucher and they'll mail you the figures. Kenner, I think would have been the company at the time doing it because they just got caught flat footed. They did had no idea. And so, George Lucas and the studios have this idea that if we're going to, if we're going to make any merchandising money off of this, we need to keep this franchise in. So Empire Strikes Back is greenlit very quickly because of the success of Star Wars. And they're Mm -hmm. like, we need to keep this in people's minds next holiday season. How do we do that? We're going to make a Christmas special or a holiday special that airs in November to get it back on people's minds, so that they'll go out and buy the toys, is the bottom line, right? Because television
0: shows to sell toys was uh, that was just starting, probably in the in the late seventies. George Lucas and is it was one huge of huge in the eighties. <laughs>
1: yeah, George Lucas is one of the first to realize that you can have this like merch tie in the way that mm-hmm. that he did. I mean, certainly there it's not as though others hadn't thought of it some but like he's the guy that jumped on board and said there can be an action figure of every alien in every scene and we can you know sell these big play sets and all this so okay did
0: now, you know there were toys for the David Lynch Dune movie oh am i surprised of course not i discovered that when we were researching for Dune which i don't know the David Lynch Dune the characters aren't exactly kid friendly but they tried i mean
1: What? Yeah. What? Whatever. (laughs) Now let's, so put a pin in that for just a second. Let me read to you a list and you're going to, by the end, you're going to tell me what the theme of the list is. Okay. Okay. The Julie Andrews hour, the Carrie Ben wow show, the Brady bunch hour, the Glenn Campbell, good time hour, the Johnny cash. Show, the captain and Tennille hour, Sonny and share hour, the Bobby Darren show, I the think Hudson I have Brothers it. show. No, let me read more. The Engelbert Humperdinck okay. show. I'm trying to make a point. The Jackson 5 show. Uh, the Don Knotts show. The Barbara McNair show. The Jim Neighbors Hour. What am I getting at, Chops? Branded variety
0: shows that you're really just coming for the brand name and then whatever is on there is on there.
1: The Tony Orlando and Don Rainbow Hour. <laughs> the Starland Vocal Band show. The Van and Company show. Uh, The flip. Yes. The point is, is that back in the 70s, if you if you were even relatively famous and you had more than one talent, you had a variety show. They were a dime a dozen. And especially in the late 70s and early 80s, every person had a variety show. And so, okay. We need to make a Star Wars holiday special that has broad appeal to the whole family because y- you need the parents to watch it and go, oh, okay, I can buy my kids this, right? Um, yeah. So it needs to be able to appeal to the whole family, and it ne- you need to be able to produce it fairly inexpensively and fairly quickly because it might sound like a long time, but like even if they had nine months to produce it, it was an it was a 2-hour special. It was basically a feature-length film yeah. <laughs> that they had to produce for this CBS, you know, and distribute not yada yada. So they went with something they knew. They went with something, something they, knew. they knew how to produce. And they went with some a a group of obviously the Star Wars characters can carry the people who saw the Star Wars movies, but the point is to bring in as many people as possible. And so they're going to have, okay, we're going to tap Diane Carroll, Jefferson Starship, B. Arthur, ha- Harvey Corman, Art Carney. Names that, some some of which are still names that you and I know today, some of which are people who were very famous at the time. Like, even if we don't know yeah. too much about them now, they were very famous at the time. And, of course, also Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill and, you know, the uh, those folks. And so... Yeah. um, By the way, uh, a little note that I think is very funny. Um, Bruce Valanche was one of the writers on this and basically was like, you know, the Wookiees don't talk. (laughs) We're going to have to we're going to have to figure out a way to like to get (laughs) to get other other like dialogue out of them.
0: Well, you could you could have also just gone with some subtitles or something. You could have instead when the Wookiees make noise, there's just nothing. (laughs) <laughs> it's just noise and I guess context, but you don't really know the context of life day. It's not like life day was an established holiday already right in their universe that people knew a ton about. So you don't know what's going on at all really during the the Wookiee scenes. And then they fill it in enough, but that's, I mean, it's sort of baffling and just confusing yeah. when you watch it
1: and there. And there's just all kinds of stories that, you know, that, that surround the production of this, like, it was a buddy of george lucas who did the who was the director of photography he wasn't familiar with multi camera setups like they used on tv and so like the the pacing is is weird because the guy didn't know what he was doing
0: mentioning the pacing is interesting too because it's really interesting because of the lore and the infamy of it and the star wars interest and everything but it is kind of boring. Yeah. It's not a very intriguing watch beyond the, the stuff kind of outside of it. If you're just
1: watching it like in a vacuum, it's not very well, fun because the sort of main story of, okay. So f- again, for those of you who haven't seen it and really I do encourage you. It's one of those, you know how the, sometimes there are are like old movies and things that are so bad. They're good. Or like the room with like mm-hmm. Tommy. We so is famous for being so bad. It's good. Um, right. The Star Wars holiday special is so bad it's bad. It's one of those where exactly. like to watch it you you kind of need to get a little bit drunk and you need to get ready to like be in a group of friends and make fun of it. If you watch the Star Wars holiday special sober by yourself, that's sad. Like, so let
0: me say that. Unless, unless you're preparing for a podcast episode. I still think it's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, well, that's why, full disclosure, we were actually going to do this episode last year. We ended up doing it this year. I did not rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> I said once
1: alone was enough. Exactly. Um, I do I do try to carve out time every year to watch it because I. it is, and that and the Charlie Brown Christmas special, by the way, are my two sort of holiday watches um for very different reasons (laughs) it is it's one of those things that it's just like it's just head shakingly bad and if you actually pay attention to the story i mean it's not that it's not a compelling tale uh, it's a holiday tale right is is dad gonna get home in time for the holiday it's an i'll be home for christmas i'll be home for christmas scenario exactly the thing that takes it off the rails is this sort of intercuts that are, I mean, it's not, it's badly acted in some ways, but like if it had been edited just a little bit better and filmed just a little bit better, it's not some of the dialogue. Hey guys, some of the dialogue's not that much worse than a star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> in fact, people should have realized like we shouldn't give George Lucas <laughs> full script writing on a special, which he didn't do that, but he's like, People should not have given him so much, uh, so much authority right. on it. I guess is what
0: I'm saying. And then when you when you strip away the the special effects and the the grand music right. that a Star Wars movie gets accompanied and with, yeah, the, the, then you end the up TV with The TV show doesn't get any
1: of it exactly. I just it's it's worth a watch, but it is very weird, and the pacing is bad, and the story is like pretty tenuous. And then the Wookiee's not having any actual dialogue is the worst part of it.
0: They make noises at each other, but there's no subtitles. There's no translation. And, there's,
1: and you have that thing that they do in Star Wars movies or any sort of, but like Star Wars made it famous. Like the thing goes, oh, oh and then the person is like, oh yeah, Chewie, it is... We we are going to be late for Life Day. Like <laughs> they, they, they yes, managed to do that, but yes, but for the majority
0: but... of the time, they're not. There's not people around the Wookiee, so they couldn't even do that for a lot of it. It's just Wookiee. It's just Wookie noises.
1: It's like thirty percent Wookiee yeah. noises. The thing that's bonkers too is the way that they intercut these these uh, guest appearances are, you know, uh, holographic music videos or like VR headsets or cooking shows or I mean, it's just. We'll get to the VR one because yeah. that's the most <laughs> baffling thing in the entire special. It is. It's, it's really, it's really quite something, you know, we try on this show to avoid just like going scene for scene through it. But I do think this is one time when it's worth just telling, here are the acts. Here's what's notable. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go through them. Uh, full disclosure in the order that they are on the uh, Wikipedia page, which is split into music sections, comedy sections and cartoon sections. Let's start with the cartoon sections. The thing that's also, I got to take one quick step back. The thing that's also bonkers is the Star Wars holiday special for as bad and infamous as it is, is has a lot of Star Wars firsts in it just by the nature of it being the first television spin-off right and so this is It was only the
0: second piece of Star Wars media pres- right
1: Precisely and so this it has uh the very first Star Wars cartoon which is called The Faithful Wookiee this you know the studio that produces it later produces two different Saturday morning cartoons called Droids and Ewoks that are a- a hits people revere them think they're really wonderful it's also the first appearance of Boba Fett, who, as as we will talk about at the end of this episode, it turned out to be kind of a popular character, don't you know? Uh, for yeah. kind of for no reason. But um
0: In a in a very roundabout way, you can thank the Star Wars special, not just for Boba Fett, but for the Mandalorian.
1: Correct. And I was just about to say, in fact, some of the some of the trappings of the Mandalorian are pulled directly from the animated version of Boba Fett. Including the disintegrator rifle with the twin prongs. Mm-hmm. the comedy section, so Harvey Corman was a was famous from the Carol Burnett show. And uh, Harvey Corman is in the uh, cantina scene with B. Arthur where she sings a true like bar maiden song. and he also is a, a he cross dresses as a chef. Uh, it's a, like a julia child parody with four arms.
0: You're right. <laughs> it's
1: that part. And uh, and then he's
0: a he's It's just like a oh, I guess they're doing this now the whole time you're
1: watching yeah, it. Yeah, and then he's and then he's a um an android in an instructional video. Like, okay, so this guy again who at the time is quite famous does these like three set like comedy segments skit segments b arthur's in it who b arthur i think would have been in mod at the time but of course when
0: a- it would have been before gilmore girls you mean golden girls golden girls <laughs> well it
1: would be for, it before was also, gilmore girls too I mean, that's true that would have been a non sequitur <laughs> but it would have been true but, but kind of actually back when b arthur was like you know a little a little easier on the eyes not to get go that direction with it And then uh, Art Carney, who again, quite famous, uh, is like a junk dealer, which feels very Star Wars. I'll give them that much. Those ones, at least,
0: are probably ah, the cartoon ones are okay. As far as variety show
1: stuff goes, those ones are okay. And he has one of the best lines in the show, which is. Oh, it's my favorite Wookiees. Why the long and furry faces? Like, (laughs) again, back when you could kind of make fun of Star Wars, and now it's, like, hard to make fun of Star Wars, you know, within the media. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, Art Carney um, introduces Jefferson Starship, which I think is very, like, just a a funny combination of words. (laughs) And and now Art Carney presents Jefferson Starship. And then I... Um I mean I, I they were pro-
0: they were famous back then and everything but I feel like the Jefferson Starship inclusion is because like well Starship Star Wars oh, correct.
1: Let's get this band Yeah but also Jefferson Starship was past their Jefferson Starship was the band that Jefferson Airplane became when like the, some of the best people left and so yes. so Jefferson Starship is like on the tail end of being popular at this point Yeah and it's bad Jefferson Starship's bad guys as well, as good as Jefferson airplane was, Jefferson starship is that bad um, in yeah. general. And then, uh, speaking of them, they have some musical performances. Uh, they they play a, a song called "Light the Sky on Fire." It's a 3D music video being watched by an imperial guard. So we get to see what uh, stormtroopers do in their downtime, right? As we alluded to, B. Arthur does a a, a cantina song in the moss isley Cantina to the Cantina band theme. The da
0: da 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 da. So some nice jizz music.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you for knowing that also. Gross, huh? <laughs> just why like why call it anything else call it jaws you could could make up any word you could have chosen any other vowel you could have called it jaws and it would have been better (laughs) actually do we know for sure that that george lucas isn't the one who created the term jizz i don't know i i don't want to talk about the etymology of that oh anyway um (laughs)
0: where does jizz come from i think you're gonna get a different yeah, answer no, don't
1: google that kids don't or adults for that matter now you wanted to talk about diane carroll <laughs> uh, in the <laughs> vr headset yes so let's so, talk about diane carroll in the vr headset it's i guess you've got like a
0: kind of a grumpy grandpa character and they're like oh grandpa we'll, yeah, che- we'll set you up with Chewbacca's this. dad is, yeah <laughs> yeah so they give him this they sit him down in the chair and they give him a vr headset and it essentially opens up to again on network television what can be presumed to be adult vr content
1: it's, so, it's and like that's what grandpa is watching porn. yeah it's practically it's, yeah it's it's very It's really uh, the most uncomfortable. As uncomfortable as all of it is, that part's real uncomfortable. (laughs) That's the part that you gotta be careful about who you choose to watch it with, because you forget about that part, and then it's like, oh god.
0: (laughs) Then yeah, then they think you're just like a weird perv person or something, because it's just it. Why is that in this special that you mentioned was you know to to give a little bit for the adults, give a little bit for the kids, but you don't come you you can't go like all the way in on either one. You have to kind of split the middle. And this one, I mean, I don't think it's very entertaining for adults either, but it's definitely adult content. It's not, it
1: doesn't go into the kid. I, realm. I think someone said, well, there should be a burlesque element, right? Someone said that. And you have, and someone should have said, no, there doesn't have well, to no, be. No, I think someone heard burlesque and thought that it meant, Set, like risque or which burlesque kind of tends to be, but this missed the mark. Burlesque is usually like funny and, and then also suggestive. This is just like, especially her, the way like, they talking do it where about it's it, like, she's the fantasy. It's like, it's filmed in this really gauzy way. She's like suggestively dressed telling like come experience. It's, it's in the
0: private VR yeah. goggles of the oldest character. And his name's it's... itchy, which <laughs> I don't know
1: that that makes it, it it's worse itchy
0: and lumpy. And... Yeah, but he's itchy.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes. literally his name is itchy and I I don't know something about it makes me that even more uncomfortable. And then there's jizz music, not <laughs> <laughs> anywho. And then last but not least, and we have not I mean, I, I nodded to it at the beginning, but there are appearances, by the way, of of Mark Hamill as as a very pretty Luke Skywalker. He's very pretty. And Han Solo, or Harrison Ford, rather, is Han Solo. And then at the end, Carrie Fisher sings a song about Life Day to the tune of the Star Wars theme song. which which i just that's the part where like you've gotten through the whole thing you know it's coming to an end and then the last bit is just like life day celebrate life day it's like what the holy hell
0: yeah at that point they were just like what else could we tie in with the with the movies the we we the cartoons. Why are they like caricatures of themselves? I mean, because they're. Is that just easier to animate and draw? I think it's, it's just yeah, the, cause they're the,
1: cartoons. I mean, the Harrison Ford one
0: really stands out to me. Is like uh, that <laughs> doesn't really look like him, but okay, we'll roll with it.
1: Yeah, I. Who knows, man? I mean, again, I think they were. Uh, people underestimate how difficult animation is and how long it takes, and I think that sometimes that when you are having to rush. Uh, rush the animation in. It just.
0: Another baffling sequence for me. So Lumpy's the child, right? Yeah. And he's the, you know, that's kind of the stand in for the kids that are watching. Kids like to see characters that look like them and, you know, okay. Yeah. So why do they have his little part be him watching like an interpretive dance, which is probably one of the hardest like pieces of art for kids to <laughs> appreciate? Why is that the one that the kid watches? I don't, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I don't know. I mean, but does any of it make is any it, sense? Is I it, is it really, is, cause I think it's supposed to be like a circus acrobatics. I don't know. Uh, to me, that's like the kind of thing that you really young kids are super into, just like movement and colors and music. I mean, yes. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe you're right there. I don't know that it's supposed to be interpretive dance as much as it's supposed to be like a circus. The, okay. But to your, to your sort of point, like, if we're if we can't quite decide what it is (laughs) like maybe it (laughs) it might appeal to a small child for the the reasons of you know movement and color and song but (laughs) but if we can't figure it out then yes there is something to be it leaves something to be desired which is what you can say about the whole thing right it leaves something to be desired yes but for all of its of all of its faults i mean here we are talking about it these 40 plus years later Again, it has a sort of Life cult what following. What is it a celebration
0: of? Do they is there is there words on that? Is has that ever been laid down exactly what Life
1: Day is? George Lucas, who Star Wars is very much inspired by a lot of Eastern theology, both in like the Middle East, like Zoroastrianism, and also like Buddhism, and so I think the point was. They wanted to make a holiday special that was inclusive, which is also, by the way, something that is worth talking about. Like, Gerald Ford, this is, I promise, is related. Gerald Ford is the first president to celebrate Hanukkah in the White House. That's Then I got
0: that trivia question
1: right the other day. Yes. Um, (laughs) This is in the late 1970s when, like, the United States is going, you know, there are other holidays that people celebrate around this time of the year. And I, so I do think that this is, to his credit, I think George Lucas was trying to say, like, can we not, this can't be a Christmas special because there mm-hmm. isn't, we don't celebrate the birth of Jesus in the Star Wars universe. Like, it's not a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, make it a holiday special and then make up a Star Wars holiday for and it. And it was something that was pretty all inclusive. It was just, it was a celebration of life. And that's, I mean, how much more generic can you get? But also, it's kind of nice that it's, it's pretty generic. And in fact, like Life Day has shown up in other Star Wars media since as as a as a nod or as a passing reference. But still, it is something that is considered Star Wars canon to this day, that Life Day is a holiday, that at least the Wookiees and and in the implication is that a, a, a larger subset of the galaxy also celebrates.
0: It's just really a shame because they they sort of hit the mark a little bit right off the bat and then it all just got away from them.
1: Again, there are things about the the special that are that are could have worked if it had not been such a slapdash operation, right? It could have worked a little bit better if it had just been given a little bit more care, but of course, the 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 answer is it couldn't it wouldn't have needed to exist if they had given the original Star Wars movie the attention that it was going to to end up deserving, right? Had they been on the ball in like the marketing and the toy production and all that stuff, the star Wars holiday special a year later probably wouldn't have been necessary.
0: It's interesting too, because logically they sort of had to go with the Wookiee family because everybody else is like famously without others sure. around them Pres- besides yeah. the you know the main that's why the main cast likes to link up with each other is because they don't really have anybody else at that point well and,
1: um, and keep in mind but then
0: you can't have them talk because they're
1: wookies remember this was a intended to be a, mar- a special to market toys to children and chewbacca is the big fuzzy he's the he's a dog i mean literally he's inspired <laughs> by George lucas's dog and so uh, do you know this that George Lucas's dog inspired two of the most famous characters in Hollywood? Okay, so Chewbacca and, and Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Indiana being the dog. Indiana name. Jones is inspired by a dog in Raiders, uh, Last Crusade. The dog you're named after the dog. It's that's George Lucas's dog. Dog's name was Indiana. (laughs) So, (laughs) yes, that joke. That joke is real. And that's again, that dog inspired. And the the way that the Wookiees sort of make that noise. It was a Siberian Husky that would talk, you know, the way that Siberian Huskies kind of do. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's why Chewbacca sounds the way he does. (laughs) So they're they're picking a thing that's the most kid friendly part of Star Wars, and that's Chewbacca. A little side note: The Ewoks in uh, in Return of the Jedi were originally going to be Wookies. They were going to instead of going to Endor with the Ewoks, they were going to go to Kashyyyk with the Wookies. And somebody said to George, "Actually, you need to make them teddy bears instead of the the. You can't have you can't make Chewbacca and his family scary all of a sudden. They can't suddenly be these warriors that want to eat." the rest of them and kill stormtroopers. like you can't do that you got you Mm got to make them fierce and killers if if you're going to do that you have to make them look like teddy bears so that the kids will still want to buy them is literally how that conversation went (laughs) and so just worth noting that that like the these decisions changed things about the original star wars trilogy and about star wars in in perpetuity right like as we've talked about before star wars is a kids franchise first and foremost and so it's about, it's about what are the kids going to respond to? And, and in part, what are the kids going to buy when it comes to toys?
0: <laughs> I wish I could be in a house in 1978 with a kid being like, we have to watch the Star Wars special. And the parents are like, all right, that, that movie you like. And then they watch this and I would just love to see the reaction and, from all, from the kid, from the parents. And they go to turn maybe, it off. Maybe Itchy's there. Maybe the grandparents there. I was going to say
1: they go to turn it off, but grandpa's like, no, I want to see Diane Carroll like you everybody is sh- that a real device everybody shut Can up I I, one one of those? Yeah, well, that would make much holidays much more tolerable <laughs> anywho so but again for as much as as much as it's maligned you know there's a lot of things that are important about the star wars holiday special by the way it's also the first time that james earl jones is credited as the voice of darth vader um it's a, again, another yeah it's yeah. the first star wars cartoon it's the first appearance of boba fett Uh, for all its for all its trouble it it has some good things and you know now it's 2021 and the tradition that the star wars christmas special started is paying off in the latest star wars television style spinoff which is the book of boba fett again a character that debuted in this special and and this this episode isn't about the book of boba fett but like Look how far we've come. (laughs) There's you can't you can't now go more than a year without there being new Star Wars media, which I'm in favor of. And a character who started off as a goofy cartoon throwaway character in the in that and in the movies now has his own his own television show where he's essentially turning into the Godfather. That's pretty (laughs) cool, huh?
0: (laughs) and they uh they uh, th- there was the Star Wars Lego like holiday special last year but they haven't really do- dove back in yeah. to to that i think it's time i think disney i think disney plus needs to make a variety hour star wars holiday special we can get billy eilish on there <laughs> we can get who is the b arthur well uh, the. Be Arthur's
1: castmate in Golden Girls is what's her Betty name? White. Uh, say, Betty White. I was going to say Betty White. She's still around. I feel like RuPaul would be on uh would be there you on go. the Star Wars Holiday Special. We could finally get Billy D Williams on the special. Uh, you know, he wouldn't wouldn't have been in the original ones, so now he can be on this one. Good. Bring him in. Yeah, and 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 now keep in mind who would be the star of the Star Wars Holiday Special this time around. Grogu. Yeah, you got, there you go. You got go. Baby Yoda now. I mean, you're that you're in good shape in that case.
0: But don't put a bunch of Baby Yodas who don't speak together as the main
1: portion <laughs> of it. Oh my God! What if the Star Wars holiday special is how they had him reunite with the the rest of the Yodas? Boom for Life Day, bud. Okay, well, I gotta call. I gotta call uh, John Favro. <laughs> Life Day brings them all together. John, I got I got the story for you, bud. And we could de-age uh, Mark Hamill and, and Harrison Ford to get them in there. Yeah. Anyway, so go out and watch it. It's on YouTube. You don't have to pay anything for it. It it, it might not be there for long, but then you can find a different upload of it. And be uh, again, be prepared to be maybe a little intoxicated or, or in whatever variety you choose of intoxication and uh, watch it with people who can laugh at bad things and cringe at bad things <laughs> throw popcorn at the screen that kind of yeah, environment yeah hoot and holler at it at boo it maybe sometimes but in the end it's it'll be an enriching holiday experience it brings everyone together and that's isn't that the isn't that the point and then go buy star wars toys anyway thanks for listening yes. to nerd <laughs> association that about wraps it up this week let us know what your thoughts are on the star wars holiday special and also what are your holiday traditions we'd love to know what do you what do you have to watch every holiday season probably not going to get to it this year but we could be ready to talk about i'm guessing diehard is going to be a big one that we'll have probably have to talk about next year right uh you can do that by finding us on twitter our handle is at nerd n-e-r-d underscore a-s-s-o-c you can reach out to us via email gmail dot gmail.com Happy holidays to all, and uh, once again, thanks for listening.